Hello and welcome to Drive and Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Ryan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into today's movie, you can help support the show at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast just for $5 a month. You help us get streaming services so we can get more movie episodes out to you. You get bonus episodes over there as well. Uh, Just us talking about modern things, maybe some fun quizzes over there. But getting into today's movie, we're talking about Bone from 1972. No, not the comic book character. You know, the classic Bone series. Uh, uh, I, I, I love Bones. That's the one with David Boreanaz, right? David Boreanaz. Yeah. Um, I, there's plenty of other Bone things. Mr. Bones is a Sega Saturn game. That's a jazz game. Uh, but no, this is like a Bone that I hadn't, I had never really known about until very recently. Um, directed by Larry Cohen. Uh, who we've talked about before on the show with Q, which is a movie we both really enjoyed. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Larry Cohen's like a B-movie king. And this is actually his directorial debut right here. If he's a B-movie king, is that why he named it Bone? Because it started with a B? I think so. I I think it's (laughs) B-movie Bone. Um, (laughs) This movie is a trip and a half. I didn't know what to expect from it. It is... it's just wild it goes a lot of places i was kind of expecting like like a 70s home invasion kind of like a 70s version of he ran all the way kind Mm -hmm. of and what i got instead was just like i was like okay i was not (laughs) expecting even half of this stuff yeah and the reaction we have about this movie is very similar to the movie producers at the time because I was looking into a lot of stuff. Um, Larry Cohen actually did a bunch of interviews about this movie and he talked about all the trailers they released and the trailers made it look like a suspense thriller or like one of them made it look like a sexploitation movie. Uh, and it, and he was like, this is not what, the, no, Bone is a comedy. <laughs> That's what it is to me. Bone is a, sat- a satire comedy, which is what it is. But it definitely feels like a movie that's like not easy to take in. It's very different. And I actually really like that about this movie. I just like it because it just it goes places that I was not (laughs) expecting at all. Or just like like there's so many trippy scenes or like just like these weird existential type of scenes where it's like like the, they're dealing with like their marriage, like the, the couple that's being abducted dealing with their mm-hmm. marriage. And like, it's like other weird side characters that come in where you're just like, who is this? And like, what, what relevance? Like, no, no relevance really. No, not really. No. Uh, it, it's just kind of things happen and then they go, they go away. It, it, it's really interesting. From the start, it's interesting. So this movie is about a married couple and the main, the main guy is like a used car salesman. And this doesn't really play a lot into the movie. I just think it's interesting. He's selling used cars and then like you can see inside the used cars and it still has like the people that died in them. It's like dead people <laughs> laid out in them. And he's like, get the cars today. It's so weird. When they played that and I was watching that for the first time, I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> yeah. what is this movie already? I'm like, I'm not even five minutes in. I'm already questioning what's going on. Yeah, it, it's in the way it's shot too. It's shot like a classic B movie, very like 
things are unfocused the camera is always moving moving it's really gross I, there's something about it but then it, it cuts to so do you think a guy like this would have a lot of money because <laughs> he lives in a huge house yeah i i mean i guess if it, like the used car lot was successful at one point then yeah i probably would but i guess so um, um it's very clear though that this it's not going good yeah it's a facade in a way um as we come to find out that he's rich and apparently he used to have a dog sidekick that's no longer there for a very specific reason that they they get into very later yeah what a great subplot about the dog and oh man that's later in the movie where that whole plot line goes this movie almost becomes two movies at one time and it's it's crazy but so the movie's plot starts so like normally. It's just, yeah, yeah. It, it's the two by the pool. They see a rat and it's like, oh, let's call an exterminator. And then they call up the exterminator. And for some reason, they think Yafit Kodo, who it plays the titular character, he um he shows up and for some reason they're like, Are you the exterminator? And then they he grabs the rat and everything. Well, no, they uh, they called the pool people. That's who yeah. they called. And then they're like, oh, you must have been the with the exterminating. I guess they already had exterminators on site, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But they were like, totally like, oh, yeah, this is totally normal. This guy is just hanging out watching a swim and is in our backyard. And he's kind of like yeah. doing this weird, like, shimmy dance. Yeah. It, it, this character is crazy because you, you never know where he's gonna go with it he he says things that don't make sense he says comicable things but then like he becomes dead serious like it, it's such a it's such a weird middle ground and i really liked it i actually really like he might be one of my favorite performances we've done on the show because i just it, it never seen anything quite like it I, well i mean because i've seen yafet koto in other movies like alien um across 110th street and mm-hmm. uh james bond but this one, it was just like, I don't know. There's just something so like that would just draw me into his performance that mm-hmm. he was, he just spoke the way he spoke. It seems so deliberate and just like, like, mm-hmm. like he thought of it on the spot, but it would, that's like how he meant to say, it. you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? No, like, I, I get it. Yeah. I totally get what you get what you say. Like everything he says, like, uh, has meaning i guess behind it like i i don't, I don't know it, it's it's weird like i get what you're saying uh, but <laughs> he, he just he acts so weird too when he appears because he's just uh-huh. like dancing a little bit and then he's just like oh yeah i'll get that rat out and he just pulls mm-hmm. it out with his bare hands and then he's got a dead rat in his hands and yeah. i'm like okay well like what are we going to do with it? He's like, you want me to throw it inside? They're like, <laughs> no, of course not. Why would we want that? And and they're like, well, just go throw it over there. He's like, I ain't going to throw out a de- perfectly good dead rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a whole thing. And then, like, come to find out, Bones, Bone here is a home, is a robber. He came over there because they had the biggest house in the neighborhood, and he wants to steal money from them. I guess what? They don't have any money. And it, it breaks down... This, this is what we're describing here is like what the first 10 15 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. uh, it goes by so fast because they go upstairs well first she gives like a home tour to him 
which is a really weird thing. He's like, oh yeah, this is our sculpture. And I really like the water feature because you never know where the water feature starts. You have to go looking for it. And he's tell telling this to her robber. Yeah, it's, they're, they're, they don't want him in the house, but they're not really trying that hard to get him out of the house no. either. And no. he, like they have, he, they have all these like papers scattered on the floor and he's just like going through them. He's like, Oh, what's this? Like <laughs> you got a third mortgage on your home. And then she's like, what? Yeah. It's, he discovers the corruption in this house so fast. Like it's like, huh? He forged your name. Hmm. This is your, this isn't even in your name. What I have right here. That kind of starts up the rest of the movie. Uh, so they, oh go ahead no i was just gonna say but while while this is going on there they do have like mm -hmm. the they cut in more scenes of like the used car lot or like a guy in prison you don't know what that is just yet but it's just like mm -hmm. these like random cuts that are just thrown in just totally just haphazardly oh i, I guess a fun fact i don't know I'll, when i'll bring it up but uh, this home that they shot in is larry cohen's house uh, mm -hmm. And you know who was supposed to play the wife in this originally? Who? I, who? Susan Sarandon was supposed to play this role, but was so scared by Larry Cohen's German Shepherd that she decided not to film. Oh, I, I actually read it was she was supposed to be the uh, the grocery store girl. Oh, is she supposed to be the grocery store? You might be correct on that one. Well, she is supposed to be in the movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, which is which is uh, very interesting, I guess. Um, but no, it, so one of the things, this movie, it, it kind of made me think about like modern times, you know, we're watching a 50 year old movie here um, because it is like he ran all the way, right? Where he kidnaps his wife in his house and is like, hey, you need to go out and you need to get me money, but I'm going to keep her here and don't run to the police. I'll know if you're late, but you know, now it'd be like, let me get my cell phone out or something. Or if oh, it was yeah. the 90s, let me get my car phone out and call the police really quickly. Well, now, I mean, you could just be like, you could just like PayPal somebody like your entire savings. Like, here you go. Now leave my house. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's right there. You can just pull out your phone, tap your phone and give them everything you got. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he gives them an ultimatum. He's like, all right, you got an hour to get back to this house. And if you don't, I'm going to rape your wife. <laughs> yeah. but, and, and she's like, she's like, no, no, don't do it. And, mm -hmm. and, but I guess the gag is, is like later, like when this comes up is that he actually really doesn't want to do that. No, <laughs> like, he's no. like, it, like when the time is up, he's just like, ah, like, come on, where is he? Like, I want to do this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, I actually thought that added like another dimension to this movie. Cause like we see so many of these classic movies where he would have just done it. But, yeah, like just been a total psychopath. But yeah, but he was, he gets to the point where he almost does it and he says no. And he's like, I, I, this is what you expected me to do. This is what you expect me, but I can't be that person, you know? I actually really liked that part because it was mm -hmm. it was just kind of playing on stereotypes a lot where you're just expecting them to mm -hmm. be like this like criminal burglar that's just would totally a total sociopath but mm -hmm. he it's very clear he does have a, a conscience and he just wants 
he's just like a guy that's in, like in a desperate spot. He's like, what? You're like, this is what you guys expected of me. Like you expect me to be like this mm-hmm. big psycho, but like I, like his own like internal conscience is telling him not to do it, which is actually like a really nice character trait. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not pure evil or anything. He's actually a complex character. Well, I was going to say, if there is a bad guy, it's actually the husband. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Cause he goes on his own movie and like, it's like, Oh yeah. So weird. Cause like, I was not expecting this cause he goes to the bank to get the money. <laughs> and there was a very comical scene of the, the woman in front of him asking him what kind of check, what, what's it on his check. <laughs> That was my favorite part of the whole movie because it was it. It's just this weird conversation where he's just like standing there in the bank, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, oh, like trying to think about. It. And she's like, "This girl's like, oh, what what type of checks do you have?" And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Your checks. What do you have on them?" Like, he's like mm-hmm. she's like, "I've got these nice wind surfers on them." <laughs> and he's like, "They're they're just plain checks." She's like, "Oh." She's like, "I think all money should be uh, beautiful. Like instead of Andrew Jackson, why do they put a nice Monet on it?" Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> just I'm, talking about checks, and I'm like, "What?" I, I remember I was like, "What? What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You know what? What's weird in my brain? He said plain checks. And I thought like he planes? meant airplanes. I was like, oh, okay. I wonder why, why he's got airplane checks. <laughs> no, it, you're right. It is just like plain old checks. That would make sense. But I like that she goes to this bank to get a specific check. She gets up there and he's like, oh, we don't have that. You have to go to a different branch. Oh, yeah. He says uh, she wanted skin divers. <laughs> That's right. Skin divers. <laughs> and, and she just leaves this scene. I mean, she shows up again later, but as far as the audience, as we know, it's just like she that that plot line's over, and she she's going up the, now. The guy's going up the the, the teller. Uh, that was good too because he goes up and mm-hmm. he's like, at first he's kind of frantic, being like, "Oh, like I gotta I gotta hurry up home." And then he like he looks at the clock and he's just like, "Because mm-hmm. the guy, you know, at the bank now, every even now, it's like you go there and they're like they try to sell you stuff at the bank." And he's like, "Oh, well, how about this new program we have, sir? And you like this would work out great for it." And he's like, I, "I don't have time." And he's like, "Actually, you know what? Why don't you tell me about that? That sounds like a good idea." <laughs> yeah. So we find like there's this weird motive behind this character where he doesn't care. Like, he's just going to let his wife stay at home. And for all he knows, she's going to get raped by this man. And he's like, all right, whatever. I'm going to go on the town. I'm going to go to the bar. And, like, I felt horrible during the whole sequence. I was like, what is this guy doing? He wanted his wife to die. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of is, like, he was hoping that he would, like, that Yafakota would murder him or murder his wife. And just Mm -hmm. he he would be getting off scot-free yeah it's it's horrible it's what a messed up couple because that's that's what it ends up being it ends up being about a couple where both of them are pretty just awful people um but he ends up sleeping with this woman in a very odd well you're forgetting you're oh. forgetting one character there's the uh, he goes to a bar and then there's a woman that's like obsessed with x-rays that's right oh my god and showing him the mouth x-rays in the sun i i was so i saw that woman and i'm like she looks so familiar yeah and she uh I, so when i was younger i used to lo- watch a lot of the game show network 
Okay. And, she, and uh, Match Game was one of them. And she was actually one of the panelists on Match Games. And I was like, oh, that's Brett Summers. I know Brett Summers. That's funny. <laughs> wow, what a connection. <laughs> I, I, well, she's famous. She was she was married to Jack Klugman, the, the guy that played Oscar on the original Odd Couple TV series. So, really, okay. But, I mean, the but, name the name sounds really familiar because I used to I watched Game Show Network a lot as a kid as well. So, oh, well, if you watched one from the seventies, almost a hundred percent, she was in that panel. But okay, uh, but no, that that's the scene too. She's like, here, look at the X rays. Look at them. Look. Like just frantically trying to get him to look at these X-rays. It's like pulling him to the side, is showing him, and then isn't it in this bar scene as well where the dog gets brought up and they're like, "Did you, did you get that dog destroyed?" And I think that's how they word it, not like killed, put down. It's literally like you got the dog destroyed, didn't you? And it's like what? he's like, "No, no, it was hit by a car or something." I think, yeah, it, but uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking because of what how that plot line ends but yes yeah uh, <laughs> but no i if there's one scene i could take out of this movie that i don't really like is the scene that i was bringing up about him sleeping with the woman from the bank and like she has a huge monologue about she like, got molest she got molested, yeah, molested. By, an older, by an older man in a theater when she was yeah. like 12 years old and she like goes into really graphic detail about it too, yeah. and I'm just like, huh? I was grossed. I was I was grossed out during that, and uh, but he, he sleeps with her anyway. Well, yeah. So she like she's like, actually, you look like that guy that was in the theater, and you know what? You smell like popcorn, and <laughs> and and uh, he's like. And she throws him onto the bed. He's like, how about, he's like, oh man, how about I get you a Heath bar? Don't you love Heath bars? They're soft on the outside and t- and crunchy in the middle. That's or my just, kind of pillow talk. My, my favorite candy bar is the Three Musketeers. You can just nibble the oh. chocolate. Inst- instant turn off. Uh, <laughs> three Musketeers, really? Yeah. Uh, but no I, I i the one thing the reason i bring this up is her trash can is a mail carrier box did you know no this? i didn't no i didn't yeah, notice that. because they make a steak together and they eat it and she takes the plates and she dumps it inside like a u.s postal service mailbox like that's her trash can what where where did they go <laughs> for the one other scene too before that was they're hanging out in the grocery store oh yeah the thing i was mesmerized by was how this guy eats a banana he like i didn't notice like he ate the banana like a popsicle or like he threw out (laughs) like he he ate the he was holding but generally if you eat a banana you just you peel it enough to where you can hold it and you hold it by the peel right yeah yeah he threw out the entire peel and was just holding the whole banana and just like no, like, you. <laughs> I don't, I'm just like, who does that? Like, you, I've never seen anybody eat like that. You're like contaminated. What's nice about a banana is you have the holder. That's what the peel is. It's like the you know where you hold it, so you can. Uh, uh, I don't know. You don't get sticky hands, and you don't contaminate the banana. Uh, yeah. Well, I just like, why would you put your? I don't know. But that that was just a scene that bothered me. Um, but <laughs> they she again, she just has like these weird monologues. But eventually, he's just. <laughs> 
he does have sex with her and then he's just like i gotta get the hell out of here and just what, he leaves what have, what have i done kind of deal yeah. uh, during all this there is stuff going back at home but i do have to say he does eventually call the cops and this is actually my favorite scene oh when, yeah when, when he's in the phone booth and he's like this anonymous calling for you know with an anonymous tip and they're like the cops are just treating him like garbage they're like how do you spell anonymous huh like and it's like you dumb kid and the cop starts calling him like horrible names it's like it's like why is like why are you saying such filthy things this is not a dirty phone call he's like yeah maybe it is and i'm like what what yeah what kind of world are we in uh but no back at home uh back at their home yafakoto and um actually joyce van patten who's who's playing the woman here who we might all know from uh being rob schneider's wife in grown-ups one um the, the his oh, old wife yeah of course who wouldn't who wouldn't make that connection uh, i've seen it so many times <laughs> yeah but no um they they actually she ends up seducing yafik koto in one of the weirder well, scenes Oh, well, I, I do want to bring up the couple of scenes beforehand, like the mm-hmm. tense moments where yeah, uh, he's like, he's like, oh, like trying to calm him down. Like, oh, do you want me to like make you dinner or something? He's like, yeah, I want you to make me dinner. He's like, well, how about how about, <laughs> oh, yeah. how about, how about scrambled eggs? He's like, I know I don't want no scrambled eggs. <laughs> I want a coddled egg. And, I, and I'm like, I, I, I had to I, look it up. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Because I'm like, what the hell is a coddled egg? And mm-hmm. And just like the way he's the way you see it, where it's like he eating eggs out of a bowl or something like that. I'm like, yeah. huh? It's like a boiled egg, but it's like boiled in like some kind of cup, and you eat it like with a spoon. He was uh, eating it like yogurt. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't get it, and I I don't know. That seemed like fancy people food. I <laughs> I don't know. No, he, and he was very displeased when she made him a coddled egg he didn't yeah. like her coddled eggs i know she was supposed to you know he was like if you you get alcoholic drinks if you let me uh if you make a good coddled egg he spit it right out <laughs> well i like it yes <laughs> she's like was it good and he just goes no <laughs> <laughs> and him eating a popsicle he's like sticks like half the popsicle in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> and he offers it to her to yeah <laughs> um but it, it's like their, their dynamics so it, it's kind of funny because like like i was saying earlier she ends up she's treating him like a house guest and he even says that later he's like why are you treating me like a house guest but yeah she's like making drinks for him like she's like getting alcoholic drinks she's like you want one i can get you anything you want well yeah like what well, she's still like that even after the attempted rape where... that's literally right after that scene because he like he, he throws her onto like a poker table and then he like starts taking off her clothes and then just like like before he can do anything he's just like forget it like go make me that drink <laughs> yeah um and I, I think that's all a part of a te- an attempt because i think she sees an opportunity here and i the movie i don't think paints it then i think it's saved for the end of the movie and what's a really shocking ending which we'll, we'll get there um, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about the ending, so I will say now spoilers because I, I actually think this is a great movie, and I, I think you should watch it. Yeah, should we? Should we say or no? We won't spoil it, but I will okay. say that the final moments of this movie I thought were really shocking and like 
what was comedic about the rest of the movie became like just depressing. It was, I was not expecting that type of ending. No, oh, that's all I'll, that, that's all I'm going to say is just, I wasn't totally was not expecting them to go in that direction, but no, no but leading up to that, it becomes like almost like an action comedy because they team up after sleeping with each other and she, she seduces Yafikoto and they're like, okay, well let's, let's kill my husband. So now they go into town to try to kill, uh, try to kill him because they find out that he hasn't been to the bank or he went to the bank, but decided not to take out any money. I really like the parking garage scene where they chase him around in the parking garage, how he's able to outrun this car through the whole parking garage. <laughs> uh, he's doing a great job. Yeah. They, uh, they really go for it in that scene, don't they? Yes, they do. It goes on for a while in the, the trailer that they made for this movie that looked like a thriller. This was mostly what they showed in that trailer was this car chase scene with like some crazy music. They made it look like, oh, my God, there's going to be car stunts and they're going to be dodging vehicles, which I mean, they do kind of do. Yeah, the, the, the last uh, probably like the last like 20 minutes is pretty action packed. And it uh, is. No, like they they travel like they chase this guy down like everywhere like in this yeah. guy like like they go on the beach everything too mm-hmm. like they go like chase him on foot. Yeah, but what I what I found interesting about this ending was that they tell him or Yafikoto tells him his plans, you know, that we're gonna kill you, or whatever, and he actually bargains his life and is like, "Hey, I will give you a job, I will give you money, and you won't have to deal with me." I will just do my own thing. I just need a TV to live. That's all I need. You can oh, have yeah. my life. <laughs> We're on the bus and he's like yeah. negotiating. <laughs> yeah. And what's weird, Kodo here, he's like, okay with it. He looks like, okay, this could work. But it's the wife that's like, no, why? He's horrible. We don't, you don't want to live with him around. Do you think he was thinking that? Or Cause I almost thought he was like saying like, yeah, yeah. Like he was like, kind of yeah. like joking with him. I'm not sure. I could see that he's joking, but because like the scene from the bus to the beach cuts very instantly and it's very goes from like him, like kind of agreeing to straight to like, oh, we're going to kill you on the beach or we're going to do something to you on the beach. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, that was funny. He was like, oh, like I just I just need a TV. And it's like it's like and I'll, I'll do all the yard work. And, and Bone is like, no, I like doing the yard work. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's fine, like- we'll trade off. <laughs> That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know it it was kind it was really funny, actually. Um, But I think that's the movie as a whole. I don't know if you have anything more to like throw in. I know. I mean, there's this movie really does need to be experienced. I mean, that's it's almost like I don't want to say too much of this of these stuff because it's like I want more people to see the movie because I really do feel like this is such a hidden gem because i i mean mm-hmm. i mean even when you recommended it i'm like oh okay whatever <laughs> and yeah and uh and you know like the ending you know if it wasn't so surprising you know it's different than like a giallo where it's like okay well you know somebody's going to be the murderer so it's not really that shocking but mm. um but this one it's just like it goes in such a direction that it's like oh wow like i that that one kind of hit me like a like a brick wall yeah it was a really like just like an instant like damn this just like the tone of this movie completely changed and i always i always think it's interesting when movies do that and uh no every, everything you said plus one like 
I think it's a movie worth experiencing. Really neat movie. I didn't know what to expect. I only saw the poster, read the description, and I came out with just like this crazy movie. You know, Larry Cohen slowly rising up and like directors I need to watch more movies from. Yeah, well, on a side tangent, I almost like they really don't make movies like this, like at all, do they? They they really don't. Like, like people were just like, just trying like different stuff. I mean, now, you know, there are some like off the wall, whatever Mm -hmm. kind of now, but to me, it's like, it was just kind of like a big, uh, you know, like a big mix, like a a big mix of everything where they're like, Mm -hmm. they trying to make a comedy. Then it's like this existential crisis slash action slash exploitation movie. So it's, you don't really see movies like this like anymore. Like I just, that's why when people always ask me like, what's my favorite decade of cinema, mm-hmm. it's almost always seventies because <laughs> yeah. it's always seventies. It, like even now, like, even by today's standards, this is still pretty like innovative. Oh, I agree. I, you uh, like past the seventies, because I was about to add in on, on the, on you a little bit earlier. But yeah, the seventies is my favorite era as well, because it just seemed like they were trying so many different things from the 60s to 70s. It was almost like this crazy pushback. Like we are going to, you know, screw film form, screw film theory. We just want to do whatever the hell we want and have fun with it. And it just created so many interesting movies. So, yeah. And kind of like late seventies, like eighties, they kind of found like this pattern, like, Oh, like if we make a movie this way, it will be mm-hmm. successful. So let's make all movies that way. But I mean, yeah. Not to say there aren't some good movies. Oh, but of I'm course just, not. <laughs> but yeah. it's just it's just like, oh, it's like, okay, now they figured out the pattern. Like in the 70s, it was just like, oh, we don't know what to do to make a, a hot movie. Because yeah, movies like Easy Rider were making tons of money, right? And it was like, what? What do we do? <laughs> like, why yeah. is this making money? <laughs> you know? Um, but, so, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, huge recommend. Probably one of my favorites that we've talked about now i mean mm-hmm. it's like just such a great performance from everybody all around and i just it was something that i i wanted to see for a long time that i didn't know i wanted <laughs> yeah same here same here all right cool well then that's a big recommendation from both of us but ryan what are we what are we going to be talking about on thursday well nathan we're going to be talking about something from the 30s let's let's go back to the past a classic movie directed by one of the classic directors fritz lang and that's going to be the testament of dr mabuse mm-hmm. and that is going to be over on hbo max awesome well i'm excited to watch that if you want to recommend us anything or if you have anything to say about this week's movies you can email us over at drive double feature podcast at gmail.com no dashes And also you can tweet at us over at DIDF pod, but until next time, till next time.